I we're missed doing it you both so much. I miss you too. My, my subscribers, they're just used to this unhinged kind of like bootleg improv. So I just love this journey for us already. I do. <laughs> I love it too. This is kind of what Jenna and I do before we start recording too, but it's like, we waste an hour and then we also have like 20 minutes of like time where we're talking, where we're like, shit, we should have podcasted that. And then we forget all about it. And that's like the good part of the episode. That's just lost in the ether. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have to do it. Oh, I love it. It's, I mean, I, I'm just proud. I hit record. Because the last time <laughs> that you came onto our podcast, we had to record it two different times. Because <laughs> fucking the world hated us. So I mean, we just the Bachelor gods did not want us to criticize. Mike Slice. Even, yeah. Who Nick was even B. on? We, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh gosh, what what were we? What were we, we were, we were talking the episode, about? Bib. I believe. I think we were like hitting on Bip a little bit. Or something. I don't really know. It got sidetracked because you guys started hating on me for my Bennett crush. And it was just like, I mean, that was like, that was an act of terrorism. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that was a lot. <laughs> you guys bringing it up already. Like, because it does feel like it was a decade ago. Like, I'm still like, oh my gosh, that did happen. Yeah. We had a whole friend intervention on IG Live. Jenna, like, what? Like, what? like that and was then, serious like after it was over we had to check and make sure you were okay because we felt like we had just like eviscerated you and you're like no, no no it's all good and then I like thought about it like just really introspectively had to be quiet for being mean for that long <laughs> no it's definitely once. keeping it real goes wrong for once um, but I love our friendship because I yes. think we each have our own pockets of where we could eviscerate each other on mm-hmm. what's the one what for that? me what is it hmm What's the worst thing about me? Tell me now. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, cue depression. (laughs) Yeah, I already slept all day. Let's keep it going. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're not going to. No, I can can do this. No, I don't think. I don't think I've seen. Because Jen is It's more so like. What what, was Bennett an unpopular opinion? What was that? Like a break in psychosis? Like, I don't (laughs) know. Like. You know, like, I don't, I think mine would be, oh, I don't think I have someone that I love that everybody, it's it's like a super split down the middle of whether you love or hate them. I don't think, I don't know if I have anybody in in Bachelor Nation. I think that it might be like, I dislike some people that people really like as far as Bachelor Nation goes. Uh Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Like even there's some people from this season even that are like kind of beloved where I'm just like, I don't know if I get it, <laughs> but I don't want to I say it yet. <laughs> okay. We're drops of Jupiter Rick. Like I'll never understand. Yeah, that. I love drops of Jupiter Rick. <laughs> <laughs> there's something when, where he has an animatronic face and I just really enjoy it. I don't know. Yes. If anybody watched Mindhunters, deep cut to Netflix, every time I see him, I just see his face on like a wanted poster from the 70s mm-hmm. of like a top 10 um, serial killer. No shade to you, uh, Rick. You seem nice. I got some tea that there's someone who follows me whose um, dear friend dated him in college. Ooh. And his energy that he brought on to the season of like, if he could burrow into Michelle's uterus, he would. That's been him <laughs> from day one. 
That's been him from day one, guys. Oh, so that, I, I love he's authentic. Yeah. He just keeps seeing I love the authenticity. I love the consistency. <laughs> it just doesn't do it for me because I'm, you know, child free by choice. So I like I, I I don't I don't get it. Everyone's like, oh, you so sweet. I don't. I don't understand drops of Jupiter Rick. I used to relate to his, his daddy drama and trauma rather. I love when they showed this on the Mantel, all the reminder of that note where it's like the wish in the wish box was like, I wish my father could see the man I've become. And I just like screamed my <laughs> ass off because oh it's so forced, but I was like, yeah, yeah, Rick, you cried to us about your dead dad. I love this. <laughs> I was reminded of the whispering, which was like the one part about Rick that I couldn't handle. Like I, it was a moment where I looked at Andrew and I was like, okay, like I, this is unacceptable, right? Like we like him, but like this can't be allowed. Right. Well, what do we call that? Because a whisper is like, Hey, Danica, like you're too loud. But if it's, which is my least favorite thing about you. Okay. I found one. It's like, Hey, I think I'm in love with you and I want us to have kids together. And, you know, I want us to like our house to go in escrow. When you're whispering a whole fucking monologue, mm-hmm. is that a whisper? I don't know. I, it feels like, um, like if she rejects him, it's only like half of a truth. If that makes sense. <laughs> like maybe it, it's, it reminds me of those moments, I'm you know, you. you know, like when you have sex when you're 19 and the guy who's like, it's like obviously missionary because I've never had any other kind of sex, but like the guy is on top of you and he just goes, Hey, and you're just like mm, wait, the wait. driest I've ever been. <laughs> no, seriously. Like my vagina goes time. like, I can't, I can't like they watched uh, early aughts romantic <laughs> comedy once and they thought mm-hmm. that that would work. And it's like, and <laughs> no, no, like Hugh Grant yeah. doesn't do it for all of us. Okay. Thank nope, you. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Shout out to Alex so Mayers. Fun. He knows what he did. So I'm right there with you, Danica. You. Oh my God. I need to stop saying these people's government names. <laughs> I need to stop. Yeah. We're putting this on our live feed. So it's yeah. not behind a paywall. Oh, you know, I don't care. I wish they would. I wish they'd find me. Yeah. I said it, Alex. Let me stop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we dig- I digress. So we find out, we find out also some real names, some government names this week. Um, Cause we go, we get back some scenes where they go back to the uh, hotel and they're looking through people's shit. We find out that Will is in fact named Willie. That's his legal name. <laughs> And I thought that me bringing up uh, uh, the eponymous 1998 album, Big Willie Style, was too far. Yeah, like you'd actually, gone too far. Yeah, no. Yeah, I thought like giving him that name and playing Will Smith's uh, hit album was too far, but it actually, it was on brand. Wow, unfortunately. Um, let's get in, let's get into their little thing. Cause that's how the show basically went to all this week, which I actually liked it for the first time in forever. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Oh, okay. So we're, we're all on the <laughs> yes, same page. Okay, I'm loving yes. this. I mean, it was trash, ask, of course. about his aggression, but his aggression felt like very pointed and uh-huh. re- uh, justified almost. Mm-hmm. 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 And it wasn't hollow. Like he wasn't like with, what did, what did, uh, Roger Flott say? Like slice up a tea. Like he was, he, he was still in his bit, but Willie was like, no, 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 no. I'm coming for you. <laughs> so I don't know how y'all felt. I, I particularly liked this episode because I feel like people weren't necessarily auditioning for BIP. They were auditioning for who gets the next podcast. And the winner <laughs> is 
the actual fucking winner is Casey. Casey is funnier than yes. me. Yes. He is so fucking like on it. He like came with tea. I feel like he practiced roasting people and he gets a podcast and mm-hmm. he's the only one from this season who gets a podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Hold up. Did he? But here's my thing is I was looking at that. I'm like, oh, he really connected his arguments, went off tangents mm-hmm. and then stuck the landing. Yeah, what yeah. the mm-hmm. fuck is going on? We have mm-hmm. a new yeah. sociopolitical king. Yeah. But is he the, is he the, um, cause I always forget his name. Cause he looks like Dak Shepard. So I'm like, yeah, I call him Dak Shepard da- Who's his doppelganger? Cause I always forget his name. What is, um, is he the motivational speaker? No, that was the other one that looked the same. Yeah. So then Casey, so you're right. He does mm-hmm. get that award because he literally came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. just like blew everyone out of the water. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it was good. He, you're right. Wow. Auditioning for a podcast. That's the new thing. Yes, yeah. Not, not Biff anymore. Screaming. Yeah. Screaming. I mean, he's not going to get like Instagram fame and he's not going to get, you know, like he's not going to get those kind of sponsorships, but he will get podcast money. Mm-hmm. So I'm yes. looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I will actually listen to that <laughs> and I will have to unsubscribe because I'm had, I'm at like a one in one out at this point. <laughs> I can't listen to any more shit. <laughs> Just unsubscri- unsubscribe to our podcast. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and me, I, I don't even consume anything that's related. I'm getting by with Real Housewives breakdowns like yeah. and, and, and the One Tree Hill re, re, cap podcast like i i'm only listening to three podcasts i can't even consume any more bachelor nation stuff oh my god you're brave so just in case anyone is kind of lost with what we're talking about since we've been very much just punching down in the correct <laughs> way in the in the way <laughs> that just feels right and is right <laughs> right um we're talking specifically about pizza peter mm-hmm. and his beef with will and this is the entire like first 15 minutes of the episode. Yeah. And the one thing that I have to say on this podcast, cause I always forget like my one joke that I want to bring in is actually a joke that I stole from my mom. <laughs> yes. She came into the room. My mom like, will like come Jennifer. in and just like be like eating something and she'll like watch for a little bit. And then she'll say like one thing that just like eviscerates me and then she'll leave. So she came in, I love she, this. she looks at Peter and she's like, he really shouldn't have gotten a haircut today. He looks like a little, like that's a little neo-Nazi, isn't it? And then she just walks away. Isn't it? (laughs) And I was just like, it's the seriousness for me. You guys are all seeing this, right? Like it's a little neo-Nazi, right? Yeah. And then like just eating lasagna, like that guy looks like a neo-Nazi and then fucking out of here. Like she's done. And I'm just like, yeah, this guy leaned a little to the right, but like very far right, like screaming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how his hair looked the entire time. It was very bad. Mm -hmm. Not good. Um, It reminded me of somebody else on a different season. Like Becca season, there was a guy that was only out for one night and he had like a deep triangle shaved into his like head. Mm -hmm. Like clearly his receding hairline went back real far. Get this crazy cut. Not receding. Oh, anyway. But uh, yeah, Peter Pizza pumpkin eater um he fucking (laughs) he was this whole thing was kind of like orchestrated and fake in so many ways but it's like it was just like fun though right I wasn't like bothered by it and then I liked the part where they kind of brought in I shouldn't like it because it's problematic of me to like it but I kind of like they brought the fucking pizza reviews that they're blaming on Will which I think is just toxic bachelor nation people I think Jenna did it (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Jenna, I think it was Hannah Ann Sluss. Like it just gave me very much like sixth grade, like b- whatever we were using before PowerPoint. Like it was just kind of like, is that clip art? Wait, those stars give me clip art vibes. Like what's going on? Like it was very, very, it was low bar. It was yeah. so low bar. But I love it though. Cause he's just like, I have to feed my family on this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It was so Real Housewives of New Jersey. I almost started screaming like, this is how I feed my sister. And the guy's just like, tell your sister to get out of my fucking DMs. And I'm just like, this is, this is what and I'm here like, for. Don't you ever come after my family. <laughs> I actually love New- Real Housewives of New Jersey. So I start- give all, I'll give all the quotes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was like so funny. And I mean, like the thing is too, that is not defamation of character. And I find it so funny that like this came out the same week that, did you guys see that? Uh, that thing that trended on Twitter for like Geraldine from Everywhereist went to this Michelin star restaurant where like there was like 24 courses and none of them were a meal. And the courses were so small that her husband like had an allergic reaction to something, but the portions were so small that he was able to get over it by the end of a four hour dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Like They had this thing where like, there was like screaming it was like a foam meal I don't even know what those are called but like it was served in a plaster that was shaped like the chef's mouth and you had to lick it out of the chef's mouth and so she wrote this she wrote this review it went viral like the today show talked about it all of that stuff and like the chef responded and he was like just because you can draw a horse doesn't mean you're an artist it was like the most pretentious shit I've ever heard of but like that's not defamation of character no. that is no. someone leaving a review of your restaurant and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and obviously like those are fake reviews like you know when you go like to like a google like review thing and you're just like oh there's like three bad reviews and they seem fake like yeah right. you just skip right. over it and you're like you're okay this is probably because something happened on facebook and a mom's group. exactly <laughs> and a mom got mad not a mom's group <laughs> <laughs> and the moms got mad and they were like well I'm gonna fucking leave it's so stupid. So I loved it, but I also love the idea of like he's like tell your sister to stay on my DMs. That's so. so that was honestly that's when it turned for me where I was like, oh, okay, Willie came here to play. Like mm-hmm. the producers obviously like baited him or like hyped him up, like go for this, go for that, go for this. But Will's like, no, I'm gonna hit him with the sister and I'll be done. Like that's when I knew. Oh, we elevated from Jerry Springer to like judge judy you know or the mm-hmm. people's court like it, it it elevated that a little bit when he brought that up and i was like those kinds of receipts my guy those are fighting words and so <laughs> it, kind it of, was a good kind of energy it kind of reminded me a little bit of it was this was years ago and i don't even know if it's like a relevant reference anymore but like eminem had written a song of where he mentioned like lana del rey for some reason yes and, yes and then like okay I so like you know, I'm not a huge Lana fan. That cop energy, I can't get over it. Nope. Like Eminem is a piece of shit. And then like yeah, of course. all of a sudden from, you know, from out of like left field, Azalea Banks comes in, who is also always wrong. And she's, she's like, always wrong. She, she comes in and she's like, go back to the trailer park and suck on your mama's titties. And then like, I was just like, everyone is wrong in this situation, but that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Oh and that's what gosh, this I argument felt that. like to me. Yes, yeah, yeah everyone is wrong. <laughs> We're just like, but keep going though. I like it. Keep going. I want to see more. 
So then if Eminem, to keep with the metaphor, so Eminem is obviously the pizzapreneur. Then we mm-hmm. have Big Willie Style, who's Lana Del Rey. And then is Azalea Banks the fake, the hired actor um, who serves the is court papers? That or- like, that was so unhinged to me. Or I didn't Casey. understand where they were going with- <laughs> <laughs> no, but is it, but Casey yeah. actually has merit and some intellectual mm-hmm. capacity. Azalea does not. Yeah, she, that's true. In fact, it's been proven she does not. Um, <laughs> so my thing is, and going back to Casey, like if he won the award for most likely to get a podcast out of this, what was the pizzapreneur's energy like? He went so far to hire some random, you know, intern's uncle wear your best tan zoot suit and come out here and serve these court papers. Like what was he going for? He, he's, he's too unhinged for paradise. Like yeah, no one would get agreed. screen time. Yeah. Agreed. He's too unhinged for paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for some reason I'm seeing queen Victoria, like he's trying to go for a queen Victoria, <laughs> oh, like, vibe. and I feel like his Instagram is just going to be problematic. He'll start at only fans, which is not problematic, but it's just like, I, that's getting, I'm getting that chaotic, but vibes. he wanted to do only fans for, to, for in, any, anything, anything authentic. He would be like chat, just trying to oversaturate right. that market and get, you know, just for clicks. And it's just kind of like, you're taking that out of other people who Actually, need to be yeah. here. So I that's 1000% I agree with that. I feel like he's going for the cameo market. Oh, you're because, right. because Queen it. Victoria that's is it. over $100 on cameo. And it's just because I'm sorry, she's who? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> she's not Mike Jenny, Johnson. And Mike Johnson Jenny used to like, charge I, 50. So fuck this bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, she's like over a hundred dollars. And like, I think that just because they're like so unhinged and stupid, like, it's like one of those things where like, they'll just say something and like, yeah, like that, that is a hundred dollars worth of entertainment. And it's upsetting. You both are so right. Because every line that he said that night was a slogan of something, or like, it was a, it was a bit like, Mm-hmm. I was like, should I go back and, and write everything stupid that came out of his mouth to create like a, a, a dissertation of sorts of memes? And I'm like, fuck no. Like I'm losing brain cells watching this. <laughs> and then when he said slice appetite, I said, get me the fuck out of here. Like I'm done. I am done. <laughs> and he was so serious. I'm like, get him out of here. He's a joke. A joke. Oh, uh, and so- I, I think like his whole vibe too, like this happens a little bit later, but he, he does this whole thing. Like, well, like this just became a, he said, she said thing. And then like Rick tells him to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I think that was his whole vibe for the entire episode, which is like, you can't prove this because like, this mm-hmm. is just whatever. And this is like all he had to offer the entire night. Right. And Rick was like, no one cares about what you say anymore. No. <laughs> Iconic. I mean, outside of Nick having his serial killer bit of biting into his, you know, a cake, shaped out of his head like he was really on fire that night he was i think so his facial expressions were there um let's get let's get this part out of the way let's talk about jamie i love you my brain was literally like we're gonna segue into the jamie and and california cajun chris (laughs) oh oh, you know what i forget about the chihuahua with the blonde wig i always forget about him i repress him so deep that when he brought up martin i was like martin oh oh martin (sighs) But yes, Jamie, 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 Jamie. Wait, are you sure you want to go to Jamie? Because there's another part in, in between. Or do you want to skip it? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Ryan oh. is first. Ryan, oh. like liar, liar, pants on fire. Oh, Ryan. Yes, sure, liar. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, the yes. one who's just like Frodo. this the whole time. Like his, he was just showing off his like dental work because that's the only way he's going to get any money out of this situation <laughs> whatsoever. Um, Invisalign. Um, <laughs> He'll be the stock photo at your at your next sense appointment. Like, wait, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously though. Like, I I just like so I I feel like the theme of this entire episode, like the big theme, is just like it would probably be easier if you just apologized. So why don't you just apologize? And I don't think any of them know how. Um, because really, like I I watched part of it again today, and Andrew came downstairs and he was like man, that really sucked, didn't it? And I was like, yeah, like, what if he just apologized? Like, I don't know how you can walk yourself back from like bringing really shitty notes where you spell the word strategy wrong. And it's just like, basically like talk to her and seem interested in what she's saying. Like, if you don't know how to do that and you're going on, like, what are you doing? I don't know how you walk yourself back from that at all. And like, even then he was like, oh, I came on with the best of intentions. And I had a really great connection with her. Like, did you? Like, you talked for 30 minutes. Like, and then you left. It was like, night one, my guy. Like, you weren't, you didn't, you, well, if, and if you did talk to her, I didn't hold weight. And did you both catch when, I, in my mind, because we're so committed to him, like, I want to say Casey brought it was, this. It was par deep, though, I think. It was, oh, part is Pardeep is the one who brought up the receipt that you've been on Bachelor Live, bro. How can you say you've never been in this franchise? You know nothing about this franchise. Like, shut the fuck up. Mm. Pardeep did come with the receipts. And and he, like, I don't even think that Taysha or Caitlin bit that. And Ryan obviously trying to, like, you know, stammer his way um, back into being a favorite, uh, he overlooked uh, or he dismissed Hardeep bringing up that receipt too, because mm-hmm. no one talked about it. Because if if we're gonna talk about receipts outside of you know footage, yeah, that was that's pretty clutch to dismantle his entire argument. And then yeah. they overlooked it, and we didn't go off on that tangent. That was weird to me. I, it is like why did they even put it in the show? Like the show clearly doesn't want us to know that, right, or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of strange to me. I'm like, why did they even show that then? And it's like, but it's Bachelor's social media who gave you that tea. Like Reddit gave you that tea and everybody else talking about it gave you that tea. So why are you not going <laughs> to, I don't take our intellectual, don't take our, our labor and like, you know, I mean, at least do something with it. Mm-hmm. Gosh. <laughs> but ultimately like that was a really small segment. And I was like, mm-hmm. thankful for it because mm-hmm. again, like he could have just said, yeah, like, yeah, I did something stupid and I fucked up and yeah. then it could have been over, but yeah, he just like. He, he'll just disappear into mm-hmm. whatever. If he's on Paradise, I'll be really pissed off. Like, he does not deserve and I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Um, it's His teeth are scary. Um, we love teeth here <laughs> at Descartes Bond, and that was not, they were not, no, no, not no, okay. No. If I can't um, tell, I... like, that there are cracks in between your teeth, like, if I can't see the spaces. No, he's just totally like, like he's got block. these new veneers, and, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I want to show them to everybody. Who, yeah. did, oh, d- did you guys know that uh, Michael, Daddy Michael got veneers? Michael, um, yeah, Michael, Michael. A from Katie's season. Yeah, so he got veneers. He wants to be the bachelor. <laughs> some stock photo for just for men. I can't. I cannot with this man. I'm well, sick of him. And he's also using a yeah, lot of I Facetune think... in a way that's a little. Oh, oh yes, actually, Father Michael. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jenna, get the fuck out of my head. Like, it's just too much. No, I like being there. It's great. It's my favorite. No, it is. Uh, But yeah, why? um, Why, Jenna? Why did he do this? Because he, he, because there was that rumor that there was going to be a second bachelor this year and he wanted to be that second bachelor. So Stop playing sure. games. Is he really like the last oh, I don't I know about? And I heard it's actually not happening anymore. Um, So I'm happy about that. They're just going back to like I, the regular schedule or whatever. I did hear that. And I'm so thankful. I'm Thank so, God. so thankful. I'd rather watch get me close to another BIP season yeah. than yeah. for me to have two. What? Why do we need two bachelor no, seasons? It's because they think they, they think they're doing some kind of like tit for tat. <clears throat> well, we gave two two women the chance, so we have to like it's the fuck I mean, it's called here. equality. Yeah, look men it up, need bitch. it. Well, then we'll tell them we're gonna take that deficit out of when you had two seasons of the bachelor before you gave it to a bachelorette to have her first season. Yeah. yeah. So it 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 evens out, bitch. It evens out. <laughs> but Danica, you're so right though. The theme is very much it would have been easier. And less painful for you if you just apologize. And Jamie's the perfect example of that. The entire thing was so beyond frustrating, but oh, but, but actually, but uh, but kind of entertaining. I liked that he just got his ass handed to him essentially because everyone, no one let him off the hook. They kept giving him shit, and and in the end, when Michelle comes out, she continues to. She's just like, no, I'm gonna like stop you here i'm gonna end this conversation all these different things and i just like i love that they also called out the whole spring break line too and he just dug himself a deeper hole he, they're like you said she was on her spring break the vibe and he's like oh let me give you context for it well so see the context is i do think she's a slut it's like he just literally can cont- he just like explained the context that we all literally like we like we already knew it dude but that's a classic hotep like they're so in their own delusions and um just like this very like low-grade consistent narcissism Mm -hmm. so i honestly on one hand i actually believe that i don't think he was acting i believe he believed he was he believes he was so right Mm -hmm. like it, it it wasn't kind of like he was putting on airs like uh like uh, California Cajun Chris did later on. Like I believe that Jamie believes that what he was saying was valid, Mm -hmm. but that's just so instrumental to just being so delusional of the kind of type of toxic mask, toxic guy that he is being Mm -hmm. a hotep. Mm -hmm. And um, the part that even thinking about it enrages me is all the guys call him on his bullshit, even though there was some like very quasi like, worshiping uh, too many I you let me down there was too many men that were just kind of like I looked up to you and I worshiped you and you let me down I don't know what the I need footage of that right and then (laughs) Michelle comes out just beautiful in that gold velvet and just calmly eloquently hands his ass to him and when she says we don't need to talk about this any further she it stays her boundary like this after my comment, it will be done. And then he hijacks her last word to have the last word. I'm like, you're you going will. to die this way, sir. <laughs> like there's it's you, 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 he has now integrated this with his personality. This is who he is. It's not a shtick. It's not maybe there could be an avenue to where uh you could reason with him. Um to like a Roger Klotz, I could see Roger actually like outside of him putting on a stick, you could probably have some combo with him and, you know, get somewhere with him. Mm-hmm. That is not the case for Jamie. Jamie is lost. 
Mm-hmm. I have to say, like you guys said, like you summarized like perfectly, like everything I was thinking. I just want to say no one has worse taste on this show than Romeo. He, he, he was just, he was always the person like multiple segments on the show. He was like, I really looked up. He's like talking to Martin earlier and he has the same hair as Martin now for some reason. And, he and he's just up. like, I feel like you duped me, man. Like I was, re- I looked up to you, man. You were the closest one. And I'm like, <laughs> someone save Romeo because he was like one of my top picks at the beginning of the season. I was like, he's gorgeous. They love him. And then like, he's the dumbest one. He's a himbo for sure. Have you-, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have body eggs. Danica, don't make me laugh. Everything hurts when I laugh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so he's following me and oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's why sorry. Oh, he, if he, he sees follows, this. He follows my podcast and I roast him all the time in the, okay. are you kidding me? <laughs> um, he had the one, the one moment of you saying obfuscating and using him correctly, but um, he's, you know, he's not going to miss an opportunity to let you know he went to Harvard. I followed him for 23 hours and it was a very hard 23 hours. And cause I was like, you know, maybe I should start to split. Like if I, not that I want to listen to vaccination con- content, but maybe I'll consume it through Instagram and I'll, follow these accounts on my um uh podcast page he starts following me then jamie starts following me and i use like the michael myers halloween music like how did he find me mm-hmm. and peter and dustin are following me now so i don't know who's talking about me but i'm like this is not a safe space for any of you guys like why are you following me like i did a whole ted talk on why jamie's a a, a senior hotel like what, what are we why are we doing this romeo follows me and then I watched his stories and there's not a lot there. It's a very classic case of I stuck with math because it was easy. I got a PhD because my dad is, he has this sort of capital. He's like the head coach for Boston Latin. I went to Latin Academy Mm. when I lived in Boston. So I'm like, I went to Latin Academy. We're feuding uh, prep schools. And I'm just kind of like, oh, there's like nothing up there. <laughs> and then I was so curious. So I DM'd him like, Hey, like, I'm just really curious to see like what you're posting in your stories. And just like with what's been going on with these episodes at, by that time it was, this is, Oh, this was, uh, around Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Cause I thought he was gone like by week three, right? Like yeah, he early. barely had any speaking time. He was gone early. So he wouldn't be beholden to producers. This pretentious motherfucker uh, DMs me back. Hey, Sophie, I'm actually really interested, but let me talk to the producers and see if I can get it cleared. What's you getting cleared? Are they paying you in paper checks? That's the only thing clearing. Like you, like you want me to believe that you are in talks with the producer when you got sent home in in a. I don't even. I can't even pinpoint when he got sent home in a group of men. On the group of men he got sent home with, because that's m- how much of a non-issue you were. <laughs> you need to get it clear by production, Romeo. And then you go and pull this uh, stunt of looking up to Jamie and Martin, the two most toxic fucking jokes on this season. Like, can we just talk about either, like guys? men, men who like think that they're finally like they they listen to like one feminist in their life. They're like. <laughs> 
co-worker <laughs> or something. They finally listened to one and feminist. feminist meaning a female. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't fun- even, they're not even reading anything. It's like, yeah, oh, it's, it's, to, a, like, it's one a female, female that they actually want to fuck, you know? So anyway, they listen to this one female they want to fuck. And she's like kind of like on this like tear because like whatever, Harvey's in the news. And she's, and then, you know, <laughs> we're just like, you know, if you hear other men say stuff, stand up to them. And men don't know how to like do that. They like can't figure out like how they're actually supposed to do that. And like, whatever, I get it. It's hard, whatever. And then so, so Romeo seems like he's just finally like, I'm going to stand up to the men. All these men are like that. And they're like, but how do I do it? Okay. Let me praise the man first, because I'm not actually going to really like do anything. I'm not going to really like dismantle any of this toxicity i'm just gonna like, no. praise you and then just say like you fucked up man it's because he, he learned it it. himself he was yeah. upset that the guy let him down but then he threw out these buzzwords of you were slut shaming her my guy like okay you Triple found that whammy out misogyny. yeah mm-hmm. you oh my gosh that part i was like get me out of here get <laughs> me out of here remember that show i'm a celebrity get me out of here that's all i kept saying <laughs> when i, I was feel- watching the episode I feel like he like learned how to do all of this in his like MBA program at Harvard, you know, where it's just like, oh yeah, you, you give him a compliment first and yeah, then you yeah. tell them the thing that they did bad. And you can tell that he like heard how to do this from a woman and like, because he said misogynist and he's just like, not even saying the word, right? Like, I feel like he like, he had like one girl that he was like chasing after for a while that was like, here, you should read feminism is for everyone by bell hooks and she only gave it to him because it's like 18 pages long you know and he still didn't finish the reading he didn't he, he only got to like chapter two he, i was gonna say he read the back of it that's it that's it god yeah i mean oh, love it. I, I'm like, and so i don't know i i guess i'm like thank you for saying something but like you didn't really say anything like he knows they really thought they were having this moment and again they just dropped the ball on where to like really dissect why what Martin and Jamie said was so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then you have Michelle come out, which are we going to have a tangent on as to why we had 30 minutes of us, um, a 30 minute amuse-bouche of Clayton season in the middle of someone's tell-all that's, I've never seen that happen. Like the tell-all is for the person. Mm-hmm. They normally come out much earlier. Mm-hmm. Michelle really only came out with 19 minutes left of the mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we get the extended trailer of what's to come and all of that. We literally have a 30, like 20 minute segment on Clayton that really pissed me off. So yeah. even in between all that, then Michelle comes out and she's doing extra emotional labor mm-hmm. to like, again, explain why what you did was foul on the most basic levels. Like we don't even need to go to highbrow of like toxicity and the patriarchy and the microaggressions. Like we don't even need to get there. Like she was laying basic arguments of like, did you see the footage? Like what just based like comprehension of just lying. Like they couldn't mm-hmm. get it. She doesn't like basic and, sports terms, like a coach, a coach would do this because like, that's all he yeah. could like, understand. She's such a great teacher. Oh, I mm-hmm. want to go back in time just to give me my fifth grade teacher. But anyways, yeah. So like all these opportunities of missed moments and how do we end the segment of him mansplaining what she just explained to him, but therefore proving what he she was saying. Mm-hmm. Like it was all, it was, it, it, it's almost like they made a mockery of it all because again, producers are, they have a buy-in to exploit 
these things, right? Like the Mm -hmm. very nature of like the things that we critique are them exposing and pushing narratives using these microaggressions, using these tropes. So Mm -hmm. I know they're not invested, but it almost felt even more gimmicky. Like just, I'd rather them stick to how they used to be before, just completely mindless and dumb (laughs) than for them to act like they were trying to have these targeted moments and for it to fall flat for, and again, like you both said, like hyping up Jamie and Martin and still making about these men and then using these buzzwords that were on the backs of, you know, (laughs) labor of women that they've either tried to pursue or that were hung up on them for nothing. And just to Mm -hmm. find out that, you're literally like fawning over a burlap sack (laughs) with like a bad dye job. Like I will never understand what possessed Martin and Romeo to do what they did. Speaking of just like their, their hair, I think every single time my mom, again, she has the best moments when she, she comes out of her room, you know, eating something. And she's just like, bad hair, huh? And then leaves. Like she doesn't even say like bad things about them. She just like, she says like, hmm, I don't like that. Huh? And then leaves. I'm like, no, and again, not wrong. Ex- she's basically saying you guys all see this, right? Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's unequivocally terrible. Like we all can see this is terrible. And he, and like, Oh, wow. And he chose to do that. Okay. I no one her. can ever tear someone down quicker than a mother can. Oh my God. Seriously. <laughs> and, well, and like, not even have to be belligerent or verbose. No, like, just, just cut to the point And then, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go back to get my little midnight snack. No. And it's so funny too, because like she said it about Martin a couple of times, like she would just forget about him. Cause she, <laughs> she has a, a life, like a beautiful existence that doesn't revolve around this TV or this show. And so like multiple weeks in a row, she'd be like, why did he do that to his eyebrow? <laughs> And like, I had a boyfriend like five years ago who did that to his eyebrow. And I told him all the time how much I hated it. I was just like, please don't. Oh, he like, he, he like cut, purposefully okay. like mm-hmm. you know, shave something into his eyebrow. And so my mom just like roasted me for my choices five years ago too, at the same time. And I was just like, mom, we don't need to do this in front of me right now. She's not even <laughs> seeing how she's triangulating these jokes. Like that is a mask. Like she's bow down bow down jennifer Jennifer. and it's jennifer right okay jennifer uh need to study and lay at your feet i want her on the podcast so fucking bad the only recourse (laughs) it's either you get on the podcast or you're just like waiting in the corner like with your camera for whatever minute she pops recording her at all times exactly like and and for her not to know so it's just that much more um authentic and biting like i have I have like a dream of like one day just like having my mom like having my mom watch an episode and just being like give me like one minute of your thoughts about it and then like having it at the end of the episode right after Nisi because I think that would be so fucking funny. (laughs) I love it. That would be my mom and Nisi, the two people that criticize me the most. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Danica can fuck off this week. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one sad. other thing that I wanted to touch on is the Chris S of it all. We don't have to talk about him for very long because he's right, I mean, right, right. He's not very, you know, tall or important either. So, um, so Chris S. <laughs> not Frodo. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Frodo. Frodo was better. Um, I know. Um, so yeah, Chris S was 
the guy who basically accused other men of thinking they had it in the bag. And that's yeah. just him being insecure because he absolutely didn't have it in the bag. Um, but so, is it their footage of him saying how much he had it in the bag? Like, I'm so confused at his ineptitude. He's delusional for sure. I mean, like, yeah, he again starts off with like a non-apology. Um, he basically was like, my intentions were good. So therefore, you know, that's the end of the story. Um, and then like Rick, who was his roommate, um, is just like, I don't believe anything he fucking says. And like, the reason why is at one point he told me, he said better looking women had bleeped his bleep, which I can only imagine is suck his dick. Oh, well, I was hoping micropene. it was something. Yeah. It was micropene. <laughs> well, I, think, I really do think it was better women have sucked my dick. Better looking women have sucked my dick. A better woman has have dry heaved by the sight of my micropene. That's why the bleep was so long. Oh. There was a there was a lot going on in that. I oh I got the God. footage. I got the unbleeped footage. Is better women better looking women? Crystal have from Ari season. Are you here? Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Deep cut. Deep cut. Deep cut. Obsessed. Oh, that's so but good. But the thing with Chris S is he's just like that classic. He is the 10 in his small town full of mm. threes. Yeah. And then he comes to where he's like, oh, there's a, you know, there's a whole new world. And there's other, you know, different looking men, taller men, more fashionable. Because um, he could not step to Olu. Um, he mm-hmm. was so shook when Olu confronted him. And it's all like, it's, he's just putting on airs because, and when he's home alone, he's just like in, in the fetal position crying, like, mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. he is, he's a three in LA. Yeah. He's an Ohio seven. <laughs> LA, <laughs> LA three. No, that's so true. And I mean, like when Olu does confront him and he, all he really says is like, don't talk shit about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am black excellence. And then he, all Chris says is like, I don't have anything to say to that. So it's just, it's very like, it gives me Lee vibes, you know, like, oh my- Oh, where it's just yes. like there's like contempt there and you like he doesn't say anything to where you can absolutely point at him and say you're fucking racist but that that micro like aggression is definitely there and like the way he like the way that he says like with venom i have nothing to say to that is just like really you could just say like i was just like i made a mistake and i'm sorry like that's what i would say if mm-hmm. i had like and I, I had um, Ash from Ash Talks Batch on a couple weeks ago w- right. during that that week when Chris and Nate had their scuffle and all of that. And Come on, and talk I, about it. Talk about it. Yeah, and her and I were having a great conversation about it. And, you know, the microaggressions of it all, the painting him as an angry black man, yep. all of these horrible things. And then also, like, you know, that he's like, are you going to put hands on me? Are you going to touch me? And, like, yep. you know, dumb white racist Bachelor Nation's probably like, you know, he was coming at Chris with his hands up. And what I pointed out was that Chris had him, had Nate up against a fucking railing on a thing. He yeah. was trapped. He could have fallen, yeah. fallen over. So yeah. um, first of all, he's allowed to talk to him any way he fucking wants to. But second of all, like, no, like Chris was like aggressing him. He was trying to get space and Chris making and it seem like it was a, uh, you know, an angry man thing. And it was just like horrible. So yeah, with, with Olu, I was like so mad too. Cause yeah, he was just, I have nothing to say. Fuck you. Yeah. You're acting like you're like, I'm not going to go down to this level of this, exactly. this tall black man who's standing up talking to me, just talking to me. Yeah. And he it's didn't even say anything about Chris. Complex. Yeah. No, 
He just said, he basically just said, if we're translating it to the streets, keep that same energy. Keep that same fucking energy. You were so quick in them confession in the ITMs. Mm-hmm. Keep that same energy. So my thing is, and I've dealt with a lot of this, mostly with with um, uh, white women versions of that. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the same iteration, but uh, it's almost scarier when it's mm-hmm. passive and aggressive. But um, when they when they like in that moment of fight or flight of like doubling down mm-hmm. to that superiority or I have nothing to say to this as if he's better as if a painting what Olu's saying who Olu's justified for his reaction by saying his reaction is what's inherently like the problem and then also saying I'm not going to stoop down to that level like you said Jenna to even like you know this is beneath me what it really translates inside is oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit I'm going to get my ass handed to me and I need this moment to pass Mm -hmm. like and you could see the fear in his eyes. Like mm-hmm. I heard his, I saw his mouth move, but I knew he was scared. <laughs> and that's why, and I almost didn't appreciate the men who stood up, but then I was kind of like, at, at first I thought, what in the microaggression is this? Are they now starting to paint Olu as angry black? Because they're like two guys who got up to like, tell him, no, 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 sit down, sit down. Yeah. But then when I watched it back, I was like, oh no, no, no they knew what would have happened to Chris. <laughs> like they saw the fear and Chris's eyes and they said, no, Olu, don't ruin this perfectly tailored suit. <laughs> you don't get any fucking dark body spray on your suit. You're exactly. good. <laughs> For Pinocchio's understudy in Shrek 1, 2, and 3. Don't do that, Olu, King. I'm a real boy. Oh my God. <laughs> No, stop! Oh my god! I need to go back and rewatch those movies so I can see them in the credits. Like, <laughs> okay, Chris, with your SAG card. Okay, doing big things, little punk ass bitch. Oh. He, it's, 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 it's such a classic. You know, I talked on my podcast uh, around that. Wait, no, it wasn't mental all. It was when um, uh, Chris. It was a night that he basically self eliminated because the disrespect for him to sabotage that one-on-one like I'm not even gonna go down that road because I'll just give myself um a pop a vessel but <laughs> there is no logic behind that kind of super, uh, superiority complex like there's no logic behind white supremacy at mm-hmm. all and so like they're going like seeing all the different like transparent and diluted ways that they'll try to um I don't know the way they try to exert authority in a situation where I know Chris was scared. I know you scared. You look at, you think you thought Olu was scared because these cameras are here. <laughs> and it's just like seeing them, you know, resort to these tactics. It's like, oh. uh, it's exhausting, but it's also laughable too. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see like the whole, the 180 of Clayton season and what the trailer already showed of uh, what these women are going to do of like, weaponizing their femininity for the to win a bag of russet potatoes and 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 corn <laughs> that's what they're i mean that's the prize if there's a food shortage so i i would be excited <laughs> to win a bag of potatoes myself but it's fine <laughs> personally i'm gonna need them to work in supply chain uh shortage uh into his new tagline because he can't use underdog. Underdog is for Rodney. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to need you to come up with a new um, tagline mm-hmm. where you um, use supply chain shortage. I love it. 
I also like, I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about like, why, why was he on there for so long? Like, why would, did he have this like 20, that usually happens at the end of the season, like to preview what's going on, you know, next, what do you watch next? I don't know why it was on this episode period. Is there any tea behind that? Cause I was so upset. Are we talking about the preview? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the unfortunate- they, they, they made it a point. Caitlin made it a point to bring it up in conversation. Like the- that was so weird unfortunate part about uh, you know because we're, we're ramping up in a massive rollout promo for Clayton and all the stuff that's happening this happening which would never happen mm-hmm. is because Michelle's ha- season is happening at a time that doesn't happen like you know like this we don't have a bachelorette in the fall right but why wouldn't they just do it at the end of the like after oh, the final rose that's when they do it they, the bachelor comes out after the final rose. They do a much bigger. No, um, uh, yeah, I, you're, I, no, you're, and you you're know right. what I mean. But I just think that they think that they need to like promo it because it's like literally three weeks away, and yeah, whatever. I, but I, 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 I agree though. It is gross, and it could have wait, also just could have waited till like the end of the episode or something. I don't yeah. know, right? Like, why in the middle? No, I so good point. I see that that makes sense, but they told us that he was going to be the bachelor before her season premiered. <laughs> So we've them, known they, for a very, oh, oh that's the right. Internet it wasn't, knew. it wasn't formal. Yes. The internet did. Um, but why be sloppy with all this footage of him filming? Like, well, we, so we knew. Right. I think they also, and this is, again, is not a, a valid excuse, but they wanted to have this scene where they had Rodney and Rick and everybody tell us that they love Clayton. Mm-hmm. And if that was not Stockholm Syndrome, anything. I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. That was so fucking, that was like, blink twice if you're in danger, guys. Because that was. <laughs> and also, like, for, I might be remembering this incorrectly, but didn't somebody say, like, he's going to be a great dad? Yeah. Go adopt a kid then. Like, that doesn't mean <laughs> that you're qualified to be, like, the next content. Like, that is a different thing. That is a totally but different I- thing. But I love all of the people who came out on that kind of manufactured um, idea, like these buzzwords, like Midwest, looking for love. I want a wife. I want to be a great dad. Like 97% of those guys in the past who've done that, like they either A, don't have kids yet, still, decade in, or they uh, those relationships ended, like, I don't understand why people still can't see through that they're just using these tropes that appeal to a certain base for no reason. I think the only person who came in with God, uh, country, and and wife, and actually followed through with it because he's psychotic was Sean Lowe. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't think of anyone else. Ari, Ari it, it was a bunch but... of surprise t- pregnancies and he made it work. Like everyone else was just, it, 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 it's, it's, it's been these trucks they use and it, they're just all these glorified fuckboys. boys. Nick came with that. Nick came, came, uh-huh. Nick came with that Thank shit you. four fucking times. <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. I come from a family of 10 kids. Let me exploit my youngest sister here. I want to get married. You weren't saying that when you're making love to me. Like he's using all these things. And now he's dating a literal zygote. Who, by the <laughs> way, had a school night. And that's why she couldn't go to the <laughs> award show the other day. Mm-hmm. So everyone's been like, are they breaking up? She wasn't at the award show. I was like, it was a fucking Monday night. She had homework. <laughs> 
Leave her alone. She is like still young enough to like use that. My mom said no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) She had to go to Kumon. She had to go to after school services for math tutoring. (laughs) Guys, I will never record with you both ever again. I'm literally going to name this episode. She had a school night. I am done. I am at capacity with these jokes. Um, so we have a couple. <laughs> but I didn't know where I was. No, so sorry. <laughs> we have a couple of things left to cover mm-hmm. on the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we need to go like too deep into one of them, which is Rick's head on a platter for some reason. It looks like a Nick Cage like face off thing <laughs> to me. <laughs> Madame Tussauds wax factory gone horribly wrong. You know, like, haven't you ever gone oh there and just been God. like, I could eat that, right? I could fucking eat it. I could. <laughs> and I might, no, but I'm going to get kicked out. That was so bizarre to me. I didn't know if they're trying to humiliate him. I was ready for someone to pop out of the cake and scare him. Mm-hmm. I thought that's where we were going with it. But it was just the most wildly bizarre. They just seem to fire their interns. Like, I don't know who's coming with these bits, but it was just weird. And that cake was like, they, they have these spoofs on them. SNL of where they uh, parody the great <laughs> the great uh, British ba- Bake Off. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Mm-hmm. And then it's like these people will have these like great emotional stories and my sister saved me from a car wreck and, and gave me her kidney and then when they unveil the cake it's just dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> they had one recently where he had this grand story and the cake became possessed and was throwing up on everyone. So that's what it gave me. It gave me these vibes of like, okay, an ode back to night one and what's going on. And then it's just like this monstrous melted wax fig. It was just scary. Imagine being the baker in LA got that call. <laughs> ring, ring, hello. So we... <laughs> It was an intern, Jenna, stop. Okay, no one had time. (laughs) But yeah, but like, we'll pay you top dollar if you do Mm -hmm. this cake for us in 30 minutes. It was astounding. Because that's a 30 minute take. That's a 30 minute (laughs) cake. (laughs) That is a box of Betty Crocker and some food dye. Like that's not, that is not pastry chef. I feel like it's like, it could be like a nailed it cake where if, if they were to turn it around to where you see the back, there's like one of those like foam mannequin heads that like the fondant (laughs) is just loosely placed on and it looks like absolute shit. (laughs) That's why he ate the back because he's like, I don't really, not going to have much cake here. (laughs) I would die if, if Nicole Byers came out and and hosted that segment, I would, okay, COVID take me. I'm yeah. ready to go. Oh my God. If you're listening, Same. producers, make that a date in the next season. That would you be know funny. What? Nicole Byers should host this show. Thank you. That would be so Could fucking you fun. Imagine how Ugh. amazing that would be. I would have such a good time mm-hmm. every week. Nicole Byers hosts uh Bachelorette and then Titus hosts VIP. Yeah. Done. We're perfect. It would, We're it's like, okay, you just put a wrench in my content because how am I going to roast you? Like I'm yeah. going to be too busy laughing at you all, all week. So literally no notes. I have, this is perfect. Yeah. This is <laughs> we, a perfection. We just fixed the show. Does anyone <laughs> realize this? Hello. It came so seamless too. Like I'm scared for us. Like we need to get paid. <laughs> yeah. Our intellectual property subscribe. Please. Yeah, we literally, but who would we, who would we cast for um, the new host for The Bachelor? Because I'm not, I'm not a fan of centrist 
um, a hologram Jesse. Mm. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> that would be God. so fucking funny because like <laughs> oh my God, Gordon Ramsay. Oh my God. He's trying to kill me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay is like so nice to children. He's like such a delightful person when you see him like with children or his kids or his wife yeah. or with his colleagues. Yeah. And then like just watching him with like 30 men who don't deserve anything. <laughs> would be so funny to me he like goes could up you him, imagine you're an him, idiot like, sandwich mm-hmm. but like with the preview showed us of him of uh, which i hope i know we want to talk about coming out colton but i hope we can talk about this too like the preview of colton's jesus christ they're so interchangeable clayton yeah. mm-hmm. clayton colton ugh. Clayton season of when he makes a mockery of the final three and tells them at the same time that I've been intimate with both of you. Um, that is like supreme sociopathy. I cannot wait to eviscerate him because it's so, it's so scary just seeing in the previous, I can't even imagine with the, the the score and the scene to build it up and all of that. Mm -hmm. But could you imagine Gordon Ramsay just being there, being present when he does that? I feel like he would come out and just like fresh hell is this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You Shut it down, twat. You fucking twat. Did you think that? <laughs> like, he would just rail oh. into Clayton, and I would literally defibrillator. Just get yeah. Sophia defibrillator because she's gone. <laughs> Seriously, though, I, I want to talk about that for a second because I feel like, um, I don't know if either of you watched like Vanderpump Rules. Of course I do. Okay, okay. I just rewatched it and finished like the eighth <laughs> season uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, sir, you're not in the current season. Okay, great. But I, it reminds me of like when Jax was dating two people at once and he was like, oh, I'm being honest with them, which means I'm a good person. And like, he doesn't realize that just because you're being honest doesn't mean they're going to be okay with what you're telling them. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I'm a good person I'm because good- I let them know. And it's just like, there's a time and a place. And also maybe the shit that you do is still horrifying and maybe they don't want anything to do with it. So like, I wonder if Clayton was just like, I need to be honest with both of these women. And oh, it's yeah. just like, 100. this is not the time place or space to do it. And mm-hmm. like, also it's really painful to like, that's was painful to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's that very coercive piece of, of um, manipulation that you won't be able to catch in the moment. And it's probably gaslighting adjacent because what does it do now? If they have a reaction, then the honest on them to temper mm-hmm. it. Like I was honest, so you can't really hold anything against me. So if you're unsettled by it, then it's something to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I've washed my hands clean, and it's so fucking coercive, and it's so fucking gross, mm-hmm. and it's also like unwarranted. Like it, it, even if you try to like, I was thinking of it all week or whenever. What was yeah. this last week? I, time is a construct when I was thinking about it I was like okay it can't be a sex positive a a sex positive angle because Mm -hmm. that's not what sex positivity is it can't be this angle it can't be honesty like how we're detecting it now because it's that so there is no even logical reasoning for that if Mm -hmm. not to push the storyline at the uh, expense of um, Mm -hmm. female humiliation of uh, humiliating these women Mm -hmm. But it's also like, I've seen that tactic be used in real time, like just with regular dating, like men do this all the fucking time. And and the women are, if they want to get further, they're going to have to, like you said, temper their reaction and, and say that it's okay. 
Yep. Yep. And you're going to, and the way that they hyper focus on their meltdown, like they really like that trailer, not only did they not care that they spoiled to his top three, two or yeah. three are the, the way that they honed in on their reaction. I'm like, Oh, so you're getting us ready to show us that you're going to spin this as they're being hysterical women. Cool. 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 I'm going to recap this season now and I'm going, I will not stop until I get a cease and desist. I will not stop until Martin's, um, oh, no, no, no. Uh, the pizzapreneurs, uh, his hired, uh, his, his hired, <laughs> The, the, the intern's uncle who was hired in that tan suit suit comes and serves me, knocks on my door, and he serves me with papers. Mm-hmm. That's my energy for recapping a season because I said I wasn't. <laughs> but after watching that extended preview, I'm like, I will not stop until I'm served with <laughs> papers for definition of character because mm-hmm. that's how angry I am already. Yeah. I can't wait. Bonjourno to that. I approve. Um, I want to talk Jorna. really quickly. I'm going to open a Pepsi here. Sorry. Yeah. Rip um, it and grip it, baby. Ooh, ooh. Um, I wanted to talk about the Tasha of it all. And then mm-hmm. we can move on to Colton. Yeah. And then that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, we have please to. tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Well, I fucking hated it. I don't know if, if <laughs> maybe that's enough. Uh, why? Why? Wait, did... or which one are we talking about now? We're we talking about Tasha. Oh. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. But Tasha. <laughs> I hated the Tisha thing as well. I know that's not what you were saying. (laughs) No, I hated it for me because it was so clearly like forced. I think she's having, I think she is emotionally upset. I think that we don't know everything that's going on. Obviously she shouldn't have to tell us. I want to desperately know, of course, but she doesn't have to tell us. And I think Mm -hmm. it was just such an obviously forced scene. And I actually think her tears and her leaving were more or less real though. Well, for one, because she's given me no reason not to believe that they're real, but also because I think it's because she didn't want to do it at all. And then at one point when she realized she like said what she said, she was like, fuck, why did I do this for this show? Like, I just, I just like dragged him for this show. I don't feel good. And now I'm like extra upset. And then, so I don't know. I hated it for that reason. I just like, what about you, Danica? Yeah, I, I hated it for a lot of reasons. And I, I don't think it was necessary. I didn't appreciate how it was brought up. Like so it random. Felt so weird. Like a, a lot of the pacing of this show was very off to me. Like I liked a lot of it, obviously, mm, right. but like this part was very weird. It was very weird for Caitlin to bring it up because I feel like they have like this like camaraderie, you know, or they've gotten to, to be friends over the past, like however long. So like for Caitlin right. to be bringing up, you know, like something like that felt weird and off. Like it didn't seem like it was Tasha's idea because who would fucking want to do that? Nobody. Right. And also right. like the whole, like I saw comments online that were like, well, she had to talk about it hurt. She wasn't wearing her ring. And I was like, I didn't see her fucking hand that entire time. Like, shut up. Nobody, right. nobody would have known. And like, it just felt like one of those things where because she's <laughs> still on contract, like they like, you have to talk about it. Yeah, she has to. Whereas, like, if Caitlin and Jason had broken up, I don't think that the same thing. I don't mm-hmm. think she would have had to talk about well it. You know? Yeah, well, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn. One thousand percent. And mm-hmm. the one, my major critique was, and with you bringing up the pacing of the show, Caitlin is someone who's better on improv. She's mm-hmm. better when it's like Instagram Live. She's better when she's thinking on her feet. She is not 
it's it's too animatron animatron that's how she would say it it's too rick (laughs) (laughs) it's thank you we're going to replace whatever word i was trying to say with rick it's too it's two drops of Jupiter Rick and she cannot handle like taped episode taped shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was the similar vibe of Katie's um, uh, after the final rose too. It just, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that she brought it up, which is kind of like so jarring. And it's one of those things like a, if she didn't bring it up, I wouldn't have cared to know what happened between Tasha and Zach, because mm-hmm. I feel like the writing's on the wall. And then also too, I didn't even notice she wasn't wearing her ring. Like mm-hmm. we weren't looking at, that so it felt very weird but I will say I have a different take on I think because I've always vacillated with Tasha between like I know she brings this sense of authenticity and transparency and you believe like if you met her in person like you'd get the mm-hmm. same exact person like mm-hmm. you see on tv but I also see someone who is very committed to doing what she needs to do to get where mm-hmm. she wants to get. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why she's gotten so far as she has like mm-hmm. your girl, like, please tell me which other bachelor nation um, contestant ever landed a major national commercial spot. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Nick Vial got something like that. Mm-mm. Oh no, he did, he did. He did it with, with halo ice cream. Yeah. But, but that like- was, yeah. Years after, like, but right. she, in the, in the two years that she became the bachelorette and her post bachelorette life, she has been, yeah. she was on extra. She had a guest host on extra. She, so like, I feel like her walking off is, is someone who tells me like, she gets what she's here to do mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's not authentic, not to say that she's not fucking, you know, breaking down when she gets to the hotel at night and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like, that's someone who knows what to do and how to do it. And, and I then Caitlin's love just blubbering her. through. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love it for her too. Like, because you've seen it because she she sticks the landing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think to her, to her credit also, like if, if I'm not saying like she's a company man in the same way that Nick Vial is a company man. No, not. But, not. but she is. To she extent. is. She like, I think that she plays by the rules enough to get her further but she, yeah. I feel like she's still like, she didn't say anything. She was just like, yeah, we broke up and it's painful. Yeah. Like, so she's not throwing him under the bus, really. Sure. She's just saying like, right. this happened and like, she's not like shitting on him or shitting on her relationship. It's just like, I feel like it was like the, like, if there was a bare minimum, she hit it. And then like, that was all because like, I believe she was on, I think I saw this on Instagram. She was on the, the Becca's <laughs> show or whatever. Mm-hmm. The one that who used to be on that. I don't remember. Rachel. Well, Rachel. Rachel. Now it's Tia. Oh, okay. Ew! Please stop. Okay. Tia wasn't on. Tia wasn't on when I was watching, but um, like Becca kind of asked her the same question, which I think it's, it's so weird because like I know all of these people have jobs and like it's her job to ask, and like Tasha knows it's her job, but like the whole like we're friends and I'm just like really worried about you kind of stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like that must be such an icky part of a job. You know, like yeah. doing that. Cause like we clearly um, have talked outside of this podcast and you know, <laughs> yeah. But I mean like Tasha didn't really say anything else on that either. So I think yeah. that she's keeping it like as close to the chest as that's she can. Great. And I think that's great. Like she's not like revealing anything else anywhere else. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, like if you have to do it, 
like she's doing it like the healthiest way to do I, it, I guess. I think but the one then thing- I think that's why her walking off was like she knew she had to do that because she knew she didn't give anybody anything and she wasn't going to. That's probably like mm-hmm. a boundary for her. Like I'm not going to give mm-hmm. any salacious mm-hmm. details of what happened with our breakup. And um her walking off would know that it would get the right reaction from the crowd. And so she's really smart. Like it's not, but not in like a manipulative way way where everything of Nick Viald is so pre-planned and so transparent and so like um, unintelligent that she knew, like, I know I'm not going to bring it. I'm not going to say anything, but if I walk up, it's going to get the right reaction. And look, everybody was talking about it. Mm -hmm. I will say she did give us one clue. She did later on give us one clue why they broke up. And that was um, when she went to Willie's room and she said, oh, a sneaker head. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> Danica and I have long now suspected. Well, Danica's long suspected that Zach was not a good man because of the because he's a sneaker head. Oh, I could have told you that. That's like yeah. a crime. Like, like, show me his his bedroom and he doesn't have a headboard unironically. Like, I'm a minimalist <laughs> and I don't have a bedboard. But for him, it would have been no, because all his money goes into his sneakers. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, like that. I, I was just like, I don't hate Zach, but I hate this about him. And so, mm-hmm. like, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when she made that, oh, I like these sneakers and like put the shoes on. I was I started screaming and Jenna and I aren't on the same time zone anymore. So I can't text her because she watches it two hours later. But she texts me when she's watching and she texted me about the sneakers. And I was like, oh, my God, I screamed like it was <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> so colton colton oh sorry um sorry. yes we are going to talk about colton though um so, oh my god there was so much episode left what no, whatever was there um, yeah i mean like they go through all the bloopies there's like that thing where they're like talking- oh and when uh what's her face got the ick in real time during the bloopers for rodney <laughs> did you guys see that I think so. Um, they do the butter shape shaping thing, which I thought was really funny. Um, it was so funny. Um, I wanted more of that. That should have been in the blooper. That should have been in the yeah. episode. In the show. Why do mm-hmm. they do this? So um, stupid. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Colton, though. Oh, first of all, again, like, uh, Sophie, you got them confused earlier. I can't tell the difference between Colton and Clayton. Like, it's just, <laughs> we're going to say the wrong names over and over. Just know that right. we're talking about Colton from four years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And right. the one thing I will say about Clayton, actual Clayton, is that when they announced on the show that Clayton was dating 30 women, I was like, why the, f- no, Colton's gay. And like, <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I had this like moment in my, like I got totally lost and I'm still <laughs> lost. I've been sober for like almost a month now. And I still, I can't keep them straight. This is not even like a drunk thing. It's just, they're no. the same, like no. the same picture. I think we um, should just start calling them straight Colton and gay Colton and people will know <laughs> the difference. All right. So straight, well, allegedly no. straight Colton. Uh, wait, no, we're talking about the gay one. Gay Col- okay. Yeah, gay allegedly Col- gay Colton. Col- <laughs> and, and I was like, well, at this um, point, whatever he can market. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it is allegedly. Um, Here, I want, okay, before I go into my raw, because I've been like, I, I, I haven't, yeah, I told, I said in my stories, I wasn't going to give uh, the documentary a reductive meme treatment because I feel like there was other people involved 
mm-hmm. and other stakeholders that I was like, I'm not going to take away from what Gus's uh, role was meant to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take away from the role of the, uh, from the ex NFL players um, that he brought on. I'm not going to take away from even just making these small points to talk about how trans uh trans rights are constantly under assault and they're most Mm -hmm. likely to be attacked or murdered and highlighting talking about stonewall like there are moments that were like Mm -hmm. respect somebody whoever's in the executive producer hand like they were someone did something right they did something right with that and even ending on that kind of like um liberation theory and uh those headlines of, of, of these seminal figures that paved the way for Colton to even do this like flaccid attempt of visibility was really, really poignant. So I want to make sure like that should be centered. And also the conversation with the pastor, like I highlight that in my stories, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't even more so about how he was assaulting Colton's dignity, but it was more so for me to like highlight that of like, this is why LGBTQIA plus, well, 2S, QB, LGBTQIA folks kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So it, it, so there were things that were like much bigger than what Colton wanted us to see. And I feel like I want to just, before I go and <laughs> eviscerate him, mm-hmm. like that, those are my real takeaways and why I watched all six episodes. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, this is a really complicated piece of media, I feel like, because of those important pieces. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, the stories could have been told without him, but like, will they be told without him? And so I think that's And that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm. so like there that's were a the lot TED of talk that's yeah. the paper that's the <laughs> that's the op-ed it's not even a fucking op-ed those are facts yeah that's it and so like I think that like I had the same kind of take as you where I was like oh I wish I didn't have to watch like this specific person's journey through right. it but right. like I got a lot out of it like despite the fact that it was centered around someone who I don't respect very much right um, right so yeah, Jenna, have you like thought about, we did an episode like last week about it. Have you had any time to like think about it more? Did anything you- new come out for you? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I, what I said. <laughs> I was actually kind of worried that we were going to get some flack in the DMs because mm-hmm. um, we did take a little harsh um, takes at, at times. Um, but not a single person. And in fact, we got a couple mm-hmm. people just being grateful for the nuance. Cause we did, you know, Danica watched it. So we did bring like, no, there were parts that were beneficial. There are parts that are like important for straight people and gay people to see, um, you know, but like, unfortunately I just really didn't, I just, I'm still mad and yeah. not happy that they, they used him to make this vehicle and with, the lack of accountability that he, you know, expressed with the harassment and all of it. I just, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, I don't really feel much different, um, but it's done. I mean, the thing is it's done. <laughs> it's yeah. already came out and he's going to get his clout from it. And which is all what he wanted, you know? Um, I really think that he, I just don't think he's learned much. But, know. you know, to connect what both of you are saying, I don't think it's so much as, 
they gave him this platform as opposed to him forcing himself, right? There's things Mm -hmm. that happen organically in the market that make sense, but there are like, when you're like Gus made a really salient point that I think went over Colton's head in a conversation. I don't know what episode it was, but it's like, you can still get by with your white cis het presentation. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. no one's going to, as opposed to him, who's been more visible or, or, um, the drag queen, and I forget her um, name that they were speaking mm-hmm. with, like there are others, just how they present is just immediate vitriol and mm-hmm. their accessibility to violence is very close as opposed to him, right? Mm-hmm. So even though he hijacked this space in the market to create this document- documentary that nobody asked for, and you could tell by him talking about the tensions of the legal thing that it's not that, I don't think that, I'm sure he's wrestling with stuff and I'm pretty, and I'm sure that his, about with suicide was really real mm-hmm, um, because having made my episode of coming out so late in my life, like I did talk about how there are some men in my past that I wanted them to work out so bad to pass off as being mm-hmm. um, uh, just buying into the heteronormativity of it all that my obsessive behavior manipulation that came out of that, like I will feel shame and regret till I die. Mm-hmm. I didn't put a tracker on somebody's car. I didn't text them from a burner phone, creating this idea of a stalker. I didn't abuse anybody, but relative, re- relatively like what I did, I will still feel shame about that. So I understand like when he talked about how it manifested, like I know that's real, yeah. but him hijacking that market, like it didn't need to be done. And he was still relying and going back and forth of relying on which um, form of capital suited him mm-hmm. when he wanted to play and be more effeminate and kind of fit in with his um, new f- queer friends. And then also when he wanted to um, show that I can, I'm a still a football player and I'm still and I can roll with the best of them. It was just kind of like, yeah, Gus told you that, but you're sitting here like oblivious to it all and just mm-hmm. push it, putting out this documentary to have a safety net to land on mm-hmm. that is inherently a mockery to others who have to exist in this space and sit in that tension constantly. We can't hijack a market and create a documentary to escape that. Yeah. And, and make that's a, a, my central problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make this like jumping off point for like, oh, I will like I addressed it all, addressed my abuse. Address what I could, and you're really still saying people's names that you should be keeping out of your mouth. Stop saying Kathy's name. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that came in my DMs of um, like, and I tell people all the time, don't ever come my DMs, ask me to do anything. If I want to talk about something, I will. Cause I wasn't going to watch coming out Colton, but I was with insomnia and I'm like, okay, it's here. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. And then mm-hmm. I had thoughts, but there are people coming in my DMs and I wasn't appreciating the level of internalized homophobia Oof. of conflating be, see like that kind of uh, fine line of, using their internal using the cast situation to mm-hmm. slide in their internalized homophobia and i mm-hmm. call that shit out real quick because i'm like what you're doing you're still infantilizing cassie you haven't talked to her you don't know what she's doing you don't know what boundaries she did to make herself to reconcile this situation if it's never saying this man's name again if it's never acknowledging him or not talking about to the press that's her prerogative mm-hmm. but don't kind of use this and conflating that with 
the nuance of what it means to be coming out for him to come in my DMs to tell me to eviscerate this person when it's like, no, you can take that internalized homophobia somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I do think that his over-reliance of bringing up her name when she's made it a point to not mention him, like, keep her name out your fucking mouth. Right? Yeah. Like, the producers the asked her for you. The producers asked her to be on it and she refused. Are you- said no. Yeah. Are and they crazy or are they dumb? Yeah, they wanted her to do a sit down with him. With him. That on is camera. so fucking violent. Like yeah. I don't even I'm shaking right now. Like yeah. I did not know that was I did not know yeah. that was the tea. And she said no. And she's like, I don't want I want to be removed from this narrative. Like she has said that. Period. Removed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like and so it's just to me, I'm like, I, I'm so on board with everything you said and I agree with it. I just think like I th- I just shouldn't have existed then. She doesn't want to be a part of this. Why are you doing this? And here's the thing. He would be like, well, I can't have this documentary without mentioning that. People would be all mad that I didn't do any kind of accountability because like, I've been screaming for it, right? Or whatever. Right, but I'm right, just like, well, right, then right, right. Uh, well, then your answer, Colton, is then just don't fucking do it. Right. But <laughs> then have- it connects to Danica's D- D- earlier point of like, wow, this COVID brain is like really fucking me up. But <laughs> but obviously like this idea of like, he didn't need to do it, but he did it for other reasons. Yeah. And also yes. being s- very smart about injecting these pieces of activism and transparency of like critical things that gets overlooked when it's a white queer body that's talking about coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's still privilege in that. Religious. And um, exactly, like that, that was so wild to me. Um, uh yeah so that's he needed to create that market for it and it it wasn't needed mm-hmm. i mean but who am i to say wasn't needed he, <laughs> he needed the money apparently <laughs> there were a couple of things that i don't think i talked about the last time jenna and i were together and i think like one of them one of the things that i kept thinking about like with colton specifically is like how like desperately he's like doesn't have a community and like how much he's like looking for it and like can't find it if that makes Mm -hmm. sense and I don't know if I have anything more to say like about it than that but like Mm -hmm. thinking back on like every episode he just like he's a very lonely person it seems like and like I think that I don't know if that's like I think there's value in like telling that part of the story about like how lonely it really is when you've like when you're just starting to accept things like that about yourself and I thought like his connection with Gus was really like wonderful to watch and then I valued it everything. was everything Gus said I was like thank you for being here because I can't handle the rest of it <laughs> yeah, like, like, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten to episode six without Gus being there yeah no seriously he was really really lovely and mm-hmm. I think like thank god like Colton has someone like that in his life because I couldn't do it you know like I don't want right. to be that person and the other thing that I was thinking of, I love that visual though for me <laughs> <laughs> like me being Colton's gay friend that helps him like oh my god find a constant scowl on Danica's face like why am I here I can't do this like I need help yeah <laughs> um I'll take a shift maybe like I think I can make it like eight hours um if I got like time and a half or something but <laughs> time and a half I'm dead <laughs> The other thing that I was thinking of, well, there's a, there's a couple of things. So the next thing I was thinking of is like, I think the meetings that he had with both of the pastors, um, 
Nicole Garcia, Ooh, I think at the end. Yeah, yeah. but especially, mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, Nicole, particularly when she was talking about the uh, like abuse that she had put her partner through before oh, yep. she had like transitioned um, and like how she still thinks about that all the time. And I was thinking like, Colton really wants to know when he's not going to have to think about this anymore. Like this Cassie situation, he really like wants it to be over so bad. And like, it's only been like less than two years or something. And he's just like, when am I going to not have to feel guilty about this anymore? And she's just like, you're going to have to work on yourself every single day. You will think about this every single day and you will do it and you will be a better person, which is great. Just say like, I'm not going to do this anymore. But like, when I Colton like for saying that when Colton like came out on the today show, I think he was expecting, you know, flowers and parades and stuff like this positivity. And then when he got like, sort of like, well, like you're still a fucking stalker. He was just like, well, this is right? supposed to be like a great thing for me. And then he's just like, when do I get to stop thinking about it? And you don't. And so I like hope he's still sitting with that, like uncomfortability, like mm-hmm. the way that we all do when we think about like, bad behavior we've done before and like mm-hmm. trying to do better and like mm-hmm. trying to hold ourselves accountable and be better people and then it just oh sorry you said no, you no go ahead more. no go ahead you can no I was just gonna go off on a tangent I can't even trust my brain anymore guys because I'm like <laughs> getting into that space where like I'm like why can't I access words but be across these shows and even now you know comparatively with Colton's um documentary it never ceases to amaze me how much how people aren't emotionally mature to deal with accountability mm-hmm. and like actual ways of expressing sorrow. Mm-hmm. And and I think and maybe that's me kind of being in my old, you know, my world is just two cats and and my job. And and I can probably get into my own little judgmental kind of tunnel vision sphere because of the work I know I've done with people I've harmed in the past and and just different things of where I'm just kind of like I can't compute that disconnect like it ended on such a bad note for me with Colton of you're right Danica like when he he got more consumed and his dad kept saying put your phone away dude like what the fuck and he was just more consumed of folks who were showing yeah two things can happen at once you can be gay and and this is the nuance as to why you, certain things you did, but you actually still did this and you need to sit with that for the rest of your life. Um, and his disconnect from like connecting to that and just kind of like, but they took this moment for me. It just showed me like, man, like the amount of people who that's such a struggle for them. And that perpetuates a lot more harm and just mm-hmm. continues a cycle of broken relationships and, and, um, so much, uh, sadness, it, it never ceases to amaze me, or maybe I just kind of block it out because if I let myself think of the magnitude of it, then I'll probably, you know, be in a fetal position, Mm -hmm. um, because it isn't an easy thing. Like I can talk about certain situations in the past now, but I'm like in the thick of it, I was a hot mess Totally, and it was and that period of coming out of denial and facing myself and knowing that I can be as far as I want to be, but I have to defer to where this person's at. And mm-hmm. I can never, and I have to sit in that uncomfortability mm-hmm. 
if they choose to let me in to like, you know, have this kind of forgiveness or reconciliation and you can go your entire life without having reconciliation. And that's the point, right? It'll mm-hmm. always bring you back to what you did to harm that person. And I think the, well, I don't know what I'm saying again, no. but yeah, um, it's, it's really hitting but me. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. No, no, no. I don't, I, I literally don't know what I was saying or where I was going <laughs> with that. Like I've talked myself into a circle, but to see it all to say that watching him and seeing the disconnect, there was a very like visceral reaction for me to see like, holy shit, this is Colton. This is Clayton. This is Jamie. This is Chris. This is Martin. This is, um, yeah. uh, Willie. This is all these men that we wrote. This is Matt. This is Tyler like this fuck boy who wrote a book about feminism. Like what it, it's, it's, it's a lot of things. And, um, and we package it in, in all the ways that we dissect it, but it just, I don't know, that moment just really, I guess for lack of a better word, fucked me up. But. Yeah. And I, I think too, like it's with Colton, like wanting to have it, like be like, he acknowledges it. So like, therefore he's forgiven or something. Right. Right. Like right. I think I'm trying to, you know, when you're thinking about like how you've hurt someone and you're like, well, why did I do that? Like what, Mm -hmm. like, what is it about me? Or like, like what, just, why did I do that? Right. I thought like Colton asking that question, he came to the wrong conclusion. He was like, I did that because I'm gay. And that's such, and like, I, I feel like that was just like his thought throughout the whole thing. To where, like, oh, I couldn't help it. So they're like, I was just acting out because I wasn't acknowledging this about myself. And I was like, dude, I think you've come to the wrong conclusion about why you did that to Cassie. And that's why, like, the pastor at the end was just like, you need to be single for a while and like fix things about yourself. But like, if he thinks that like he did that because he was gay, like, he is obviously like free to move on, which he has already, you know, like, <laughs> already. With his daddy. Yeah, he said that he's tracked the daddies and he got his daddy. Where is his TED Talk, bitch? Because the way you just like cogently just presented that and that's the crux of it. And it mm-hmm. points to Jenna's earlier point of we didn't need this. Yeah, like yeah. it's that because, you're not done with your process. So it's like whatever. And it would, yeah, if it's, oh, it's because I'm gay. So now I need to see my coming out story and coming out story and visibility and then documentary. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like the, it's like when people write a really long paper, but the first paragraph is wrong. And then like the whole, you know, 10, the, the rest of the essay, you started with the wrong point. And so like, I didn't need six episodes. I needed you and to start sentence in like yeah. page 17. That was like, this could have been your thesis. And you're yeah. like, well, I'm, you know, it, that's it, the it's part you circle. And it's, you know, away. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, there's just like a lot of like redlining that needed to be done in this. And I'm, I, yeah, I mean, (laughs) other thing I was going to ask you, Sophie, how did you, this is like, again, like this kind of goes back to like, well, he came to the wrong conclusion. I feel like he was trying to back up his statement. Like I did this because I was gay when he went to talk with Fran Drescher (laughs) and her ex-husband. You see how I repress that? I was yes. going to bring it up. Like you, you unlocked that in the deep annals of my mind. Um, if there was ever, when I look up posturing in definition, I will see Fran Dresser with her ex-husband. And, and you know what? It, it was, uh, that was the, 
out of all the things that made me the most upset because all I saw, they're in this beautiful Malibu home. All I saw was, and it pointed to me when, when I first even heard that he, you know, he did the Good Morning America um, interview whenever it aired. And then I think it was shortly after that, the news of his um, documentary is going to come out because obviously we see now that he was filming at the time. Mm-hmm. So all I saw is just this mockery of what it and the painfulness of coming out of being queer. That you have friends that's friends with friends Russia, and now you can use them as participants in this unethical research to lay the foundation as to why you do what you did. You came to the wrong conclusion. I need that shirt, Danica. I need that shirt. <laughs> he came to the wrong conclusion because I was like, out of all the things that I could have been like visibly angry about, like that was the part where I'm like, oh, it's like I was a tire of me. We're rooting for you. We're like, I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, I love the balance of humor and 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 introspection that Gus is forcing out of him. And, and the awkwardness oh, these- is kind of like, oh, this is sweet or whatever. And the rawness of his dad and just like deconstructing masculinity in that in that stuff and I'm just like okay there's just his other friends who are bad actors I get it whatever and then we get there and I was like and that's what it is like you're only getting this far because you're relying on the capital of you being famous to then use this as a way to to it was so fucking um it was gross lack of a better word (laughs) Sawyer don't you dare (laughs) <laughs> don't you dare he's trying to jump <laughs> he's trying to jump oh no <laughs> yeah yeah don't you dare we're talking about you we're talking about you like what i didn't say anything but it, it felt so like the wrong way to make an argument for why he did what he did is to rely on this very visible, very famous situation. It was so gross to me. And like, it, to me, it felt like, you know, this is what you and Cassie could be like 20 years from now. Like if you when have they all this- I was so pissed when she said that. Yeah. She was like, I, they, we, they've had all this time to heal and now they're holding hands and she, She's like supporting him, even though he was awful to her when they were married. Like it just like, it just felt like very like unspoken. Like this could be you and Cassie, you know, maybe if, you know, and and still trying to talk to Cassie through this space of Mm -hmm. like, so you're still not respecting her boundaries. Mm -hmm. She, what, whatever you came in agreement with where she pulled that last case and said, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't form a verb in my direction. And now She's this whole segment now at this part of the episode. I was mm-hmm. so fucking pissed. I and like, like really, that's the part that made me upset. Yeah, really for me, like the fact that that was in the sixth episode, like really near the end, I was just like, please right. leave this on the cutting episode. room floor. Like yes. you could have left that out, and I wouldn't have had a sour taste in my mouth at all. I thought the sixth episode was perfect, and then they brought in that part, and I was just like, why? Delete, you son of a bitch! You <laughs> son of a bitch! I said, get off! Wow, off. cat anus. We're talking see, about Colton. Like, <laughs> mooned you guys. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's so rude. But, He'll um, the clout no matter how. <laughs> he, he will. But wow, I really repressed that scene. But yeah. what did you think about that, Jenna? I feel like oh, I didn't watch it. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. She washed it. And that's how you had the new, it's like, no, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> mm, I just get everything off the internet, but yeah. Not no. off coming off of the free Britney high and meeting Rachel Lindsay and then watching that trash. No, 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 no. Don't no I can't. I, I'm like on the level of bliss and y'all don't understand. So I can't <laughs> like be brought down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well this has been perfect yeah fucking perfect mm-hmm. as always as always i can't even we didn't write a single note we just were like let's just fucking talk we really didn't but that's all but that's <laughs> when when we recorded three times and we lost two hours of footage um those two recordings we always talk about something different. So I think that's just kind of our banter. Like mm-hmm. we'll always have something to talk about I love mm-hmm. it. off the, off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll do it again. You did formally invite us to be on your podcast during potato head season. So yes. We'll okay. And now on. I'm actually even more excited for our conversation, given how, like of what we talked about um, this time. So I, I don't know if I want to hold you off for a juicy or you'll have to be on multiple times because yeah. I definitely need you both towards the end when shit's getting wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're Sign trying to do their, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I exciting. appreciate you guys. I love that this DCP UEL crossover happened. I just love our acronym. Like we just, we just sound so official. Mm-hmm. I just love this crossover episode and I'm just always grateful for your time and your intellectual capacity and the mm-hmm. amount of memeable and commodifiable I just made up a word merch that comes from our conversations so that's perfect you're amazing I'm so happy that your podcast is like fucking killing I mean you oh my god you're killing it I don't it's it's still weird for me to say that because or to even connect to that because I'm like I just press record like y'all resonating with something that's great natural I texted you I was like you're a natural like we took us like two and a half years to not talk over each other all the entire time um <laughs> we're still very bad at it yeah, exactly <laughs> and uh you just have a way with not oh like i think it's like cliche to say like you have a way with your words but you do but like you have a way with also just the way you like inflect on things and talk and it's just perfect you're you're amazing so mm-hmm. if any of our listeners have not already subscribed to sophie's patreon at uh, unpaid emotional labor please do i'm not sure what you're doing um please do subscribe yeah to that. pay for her emotional labor how about please join I our mean, patreon i love you both so much and if you're not following Descartes pod on their unhinged takes and their stories and their memes and i just love how you have a lot of vaccination following you and you just like still troll them like i love this energy yeah when you um, were talking about jamie and everyone follow you i was i was viscerally rocked to the moment where i was taking a shit one day and i opened up the app and i saw that yosef was following us and i was uh, like oh, oh, I can't. no we never recovered from that moment <laughs> can't do that. he showed up to one of our lives one time and we were like oh yosef's here interesting and then we just moved on <laughs> oh it's just a tuesday yosef's here what he was like i just want to know the tea and i was like you need to go <laughs> sir you know you the tea. are the tea you are the tea what are you talking about i hate this oh but yeah no, i hope our listeners can get in on your intellectual capacity i just love conversing with you both yes. and thank you i mean i know we're like honestly the fact that me and danica like survived this recording is just <laughs> our banter supersedes our physical capacity 
because <laughs> I got exposed to COVID by an unvaxxed troll at my job and Danica is just, it's just life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes our bodies like, uh, uh, you need to stay in bed. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, Jenna, for carrying us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. She did. Yeah, she really <laughs> did. I love you both. And love I cannot wait too. to talk to you all next season. Yeah, sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Cite your sources. Don't be a dick. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.